Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your 70-point scoring top of the AFC East, undefeated in the AFC, possibly best team in the NFL, Miami Dolphins, part of the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I am Sam Marcoux, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. Of course, I'm talking about the good doctor himself, Dr. Christopher Cullen. Doctor, how in the hell are you, my friend? How am I? How am I? Sam, I'm wearing an Austin 316 shirt um, made by my wife. Appreciate it. I've always wanted this t-shirt, and I thought it was particularly perfect to wear it for this podcast because the Denver Broncos came out in Miami, and they got a big-time Dallas, Texas mud hole stumped in their ass, and they came in and won. What? Not one. Not two. What? We didn't stop at three. What? Did we stop at seven, Sam? What? No. We went to ten touchdowns, brother, and we got the mud hole stumped in them, and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold Tua said so. Well, there you go. You said it was a Dallas-sized ass whooping. I'll say it was a Miami-sized ass whooping, but you're right. Ten touchdowns on the day. No field goals. Uh, no defensive touchdowns, no special teams touchdowns, all offense all day, five in the air, five on the ground, four by the rookie Devon Achain, four by Raheem Mostert. It's just a fantastic, fantastic, uh, amazing four, by the way, by Tua Tungarello throwing the ball. Um, it's, 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 it, it was a showing like we have never seen quite literally Ever. in Miami or in the NFL, unless you're very, very old, which neither one of us are. Uh, it was like, put it this way, Chris, the Miami Dolphins scored 10 touchdowns in that game. The next highest scoring team in the league is the Los Angeles chargers who have scored 10 on the season. I mean, that is ridiculous. I mean, it's just, like I said on Twitter, I was at a loss for words. At some point I looked at this and went, well, it's got to end. Right. And then that, nope, it just kept going, just kept running, just kept throwing, just kept getting the ball. Mike White's throwing balls to Robbie chosen for 68 yards. I mean, it, it was, uh, it was a crowning of the Miami Dolphins as an elite franchise in the 2023 NFL football season. I was thinking about this day at work, Sam. Uh, you and I have been doing this quite a bit, quite a long time. And um, we had already discussed that we're going to record and do a show today. And uh, I thought to myself, I'm like, this is the best we've ever been yes. hosting this show. Yeah. Um, I'm watching every national television pundit just gawking over us they're calling mike mcdaniel a revolu revolutionizer of the nfl of offense um we're, we're at cfl levels of types of ways we're doing routes per aaron Rodgers on the pat mcafee show i mean like the way we're being talked about right now and they're not saying it's uh we, we got lucky you know two wins on the road our home opener we put up 70 points and the denver broncos albeit oh and three aren't a terrible yeah. football team. They're not like a, like just embarrassment. Um, we went out there, Sam, here's the thing. And I know people are talking about this, but we haven't talked about this. 
not only did we have 70 points, Samuel, it was like eight minutes and 50 seconds left in the fourth quarter. We could have scored more. We backed sure. down. Like, yeah. we could have went to 100. It was unbelievable. I've never seen anything, anything like this. And it's the talk of the world. It's the talk of the NFL and, until Taylor Swift went to a football right. game. <laughs> yeah, you know, three hours later, everyone's like, oh, my God, a Swifty moment, right? So who cares? But, uh, yeah, 70 points, sure, whatever. But Taylor Swift was snuck into the suite in a popcorn bag. Uh that's okay. You know, look, I, I looked at this. The most ridiculous thing I think I, I heard was, uh, why didn't you kick the field goal? And McDaniel's like, well, we're not looking to pile on points. It was, yeah, because 70 is a comfortable lead, but 73 would be a bridge too far. I wanted them to kick the field goal. I wanted the record. How about you? Um, they would have blocked it. <laughs> I, I, I told my whole family, like, we're going to go for this record. McDaniel's going to go for it because when is the other chance he's going to have to do this? And it's either going to be a bobbled snap or they're going to block it and we're going to be like, God damn it. You know, that's all anybody's going to talk about. I'm, I'm fine with what he did. We literally scored 70 points. It's all anyone's talking about. It's all people are going to talk about for a long time because this offense isn't going anywhere. Right. And Sam, we did it without the waddle playing at all. He's on the yeah. sideline. Our second best receiver, one of the best receivers in the league, top 100, not even playing. And our offense was still that explosive. Yeah, I just uh, imagine the poor bastard who was like betting during the game. That's like they're going to break the record, and they just start going to bet online and then uh, slamming money down. And of course, it didn't happen. Uh, but that's okay, and everyone would be okay with that because a number one, football is back, and bet online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with bet online's real time updates on statistics, news, and odds from week one all the way to the college football playoff and the Super Bowl where the Miami Dolphins might be. But online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And this game started, Chris, with a touchdown. And it ended with a touchdown and eight other touchdowns in between. Um, and that was just from the Miami Dolphins, 70 to 20, nothing I have ever seen like it. But uh, this is how it goes in this business, Chris. Um, we put up 70 points and all of a sudden I have to retire Aronde Bagston. The baggy is uh, we put the old man to sleep here, Chris. We've been doing the show for about seven years. Aronde Bagston has been uh, a valued member of the team here with Chris Cullen, Sam Marcoux, and of course, Aronde Bagston, our mascot. But uh, if you're checking out this show on any uh, area where you are actually listening to this show, you'll see that we do have a brand new logo, brand new cover art, if you will. So thank you. Shout out to Carter and his team over at Believe and their uh, marketing department for putting this together for us. Um, new season, new winning percentage, new us, Chris. What do you think? I love it. I think it's clean. I think it looks good. I think it represents... Uh... Our show, as far as the progress we've made um, with upgraded equipment and upgraded um, uh, ways we do our show, we have a we have a fantasy football league now. We uh, I'm zero and three. Yeah, and and we're good podcast hosts. Just terrible at fantasy takes. Do not listen yeah. to either of us on fantasy takes. No. But no, I think it's cool. I think it's clean. I think it fits with the new kind of regime for Mike McDaniel. He's always wearing that sweet dabbed out watch and it looks like a mobster in a, in a goodfellas movie you know a background mob mobster with those big glasses and stuff and this slick back hair you know it's, it, it it fits and and i think um this is something we'll talk about maybe next episode maybe i'll tease it but somebody on twitter said uh i think it was um gosh who was it he's a radio host he has a really weird voice he talks like this he's a former lineman um 
yeah, I don't know. He's on CBS, I think. All of them? Yeah, yeah. Um, but he said we're like maybe one more game away from needing a name. Like yes. the greatest show on turf. I saw sure. somebody on tw- Twitter say the greatest show on surf. I think that's yeah, great. Yeah, that's been around since last year. I I like Ocean's Eleven. I think that makes a lot of sense considering where we are geographically and the fact that there's 11 people on there. I think those are uh, pretty damn good in my opinion. But um yeah, tweet anyway. us in your ideas, and we'll uh, yep. you know we'll we'll pick the better best one next week, maybe. Because we are the authorities, we are the co-mayors and co-founders of the town of Perfectville, and all the citizens of Perfectville. Give us your best nickname for this Miami Dolphins offense and team, and uh, we'll pick the winner. And yeah, like you said tweet it out or exit out or whatever the appropriate vernacular is now for the social media formerly known as Twitter. But speaking of, even though they have a new name, and even though we have a new you know, look, uh, some things never die, Chris. And that means it's time for a little tiny version of elite tweet or delete tweet, your favorite tweets and your least favorite tweets. Sam Marcoux, Chris Colin judges them and tells you whether or not they should stay forever or be deleted in embarrassment. Are you ready, Chris? Born ready, buddy. I love elite tweet, delete tweet. All right. The first tweet that you see here actually comes from Chris Kaufman, aka at CK Parrot. Uh, shout out to CK Parrot, long time contributor to uh, Miami Dolphins online fandom all the way back to the Finn Heaven days. Uh, and he just, matter of fact, he tw- tweeted a picture, I believe this is photoshopped, of Wilt Chamberlain. But instead of Wilt Chamberlain's face, it's Tua Tungavailoa's face. And instead of 100 for the 100 points that Wilt Chamberlain once scored in a game, it's just a paper that says 70 for the 70 points that the Miami Dolphins and Tua just dropped on the Denver Broncos head. Elite tweet or delete tweet? Elite tweet because uh, two reasons. One, it is as as historic as that, and two, it could have very easily, as said prior, been a hundred if yes. we really wanted to. I mean, we literally put our backups in. Mike White, like he probably audible at the line. It was a run, and he's like, "Oh, I'm throwing my first touchdown at Dolphin Stadium, like Hard Rock Stadium, as a Dolphin. Like I'm doing this." And he just goes yeah. deep to Robbie Chosen and. Uh, uh, we could have put up a hundred. So it, it's for two reasons. I think that's an elite tweet. Well, the rumor is that he did change. He did audible he did. Line, okay, yeah. uh, to that play. And once you have it, he's got a touchdown and Robbie chosen is uh, now forever in the Miami dolphins record books. All right, moving on. This comes from Justin Cohen at bad boy of scoops. Speaking with multiple NFL owners, multiple Chris, I'm told there was a common feeling that the dolphins head coach, Mike McDaniel running up the score on the Broncos was quote unquote, disrespectful to the game of football. Elite tweet or delete tweet by Justin Cohen. Capital D delete tweet. Uh, first of all, he got called out by Omar Kelly for this, which I thought was just it was, it was great. Uh, it was good to see old Omar actually uh, fighting on the right side this time. And then, you know, if you actually think about it, Samuel, these are professional football players. They're paid to stop us. We put in our backups. It's not like Tua was out there slinging it to Tyreek, getting them 300. It's not like we we're forcing the ball down and just throwing 50, 60 yards other than <clears throat> Mike White. Uh, but like it's it's literally Devon uh, Chan who is uh, you know scoring touchdowns, four of them. He had five yards rushing coming into this game. You know, it's not like we just went out there with Ladanian Tomlinson in his prime and kept him until one minute left in the fourth quarter. I'm sorry. Those are professional football players. They're paid to tackle. Their defensive coordinator, Vance Joseph, has been around long enough to try to make adjustments and fix this. It, it, we can't stop playing the game. No. If they want to do a running clock like in Pop Warner, sure. There's rules in place there. If they're up big enough, they have to run between the hash marks. And even then, the big best players still score you got to stop them there's nothing unprofessional about what we did honestly we literally 
save their face by uh, not running it up more. Justin Cohen is a dork and he's a nerd and he's an absolute freaking liar. He didn't talk to any NFL owners. He talked to fantasy football team owners. That is his source when he says NFL owners. What sort? Who did you talk to? Who did you talk to? What did you run into Gloria Estefan, minority owner of the Miami Dolphins on the red carpet or the orange carpet? And you talked to her, you freaking idiot. No, he's a liar. There's no Delete. way uh, an owner of an NFL football team, a billionaire is like, oh, got a text from uh, James Cohen or whatever the fuck his name is. Let me answer him yes. off record. They No, they're busy. They're billionaires. They're not. They're doing coke no. off a hooker's ass cheek. They don't care about giving Justin Cohen a breaking, you know, source. There's no yes. way. No, absolutely not. And, uh, you know, furthermore, it was our backups and it was still the starters for the Denver Broncos. Robbie Chosen Correct. beat Patrick Sertan the second for that touchdown. So they were still trying, which means you still try. And by the way, people don't realize this. If you just like go half speed, you're going to get injured. Like you can't play this game without being fully invested because that actually helps protect you. People don't quite understand that, but whatever. I don't never understand that mentality. Nobody was crying when we lost 62 to seven all those years ago. Nobody was crying when the Baltimore Ravens, you know, completely stomped a mud hole in us courtesy of Austin 316 a couple of years ago. Hell yeah. The season opener. Everyone was laughing at us. So you know what? The Denver Broncos can get laughed at. All right. This comes from Ryan Yusefi, aka at Rizmages. The Broncos brought a field goal to a TD fight with the Dolphins. Ew, look at the pores. Yeah, that's that's elite. And Riz has been doing this for a very long time. That's a great, great tweet. Very elite. Yeah, it is. And it's funny because like three points is like, yeah, you're poor. What are you? You shop at Walmart? I mean, what are you doing? You, you scored you can't... 20 in an entire game? Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I, we scored 21 in two separate quarters of that. If we just played the second quarter, <laughs> we would have beat the Denver Broncos. That's uh, that's insane to me. I agree. That is uh, 100% elite. All right. We got a couple more here, Chris. This one comes from <clears throat> a certain person who used to play for the Miami Dolphins. This comes from Vince Beagle at Vince Beagle. And this is actually a tweet that he put out there, and he's getting a lot of shit for it, and I understand why. But he says, you're not a real Dolphins fan unless you remember this. And it was a screenshot of the Ravens-Dolphins game, home opener, our season opener years ago, where we lost 59-10, to 10, and then week two, where we lost to the Patriots 43 to nothing. Uh, is this an elite tweet or a delete tweet from former Dolphin Vince Beagle? It's a delete tweet because he's trying to like act like he's a part of the the franchise. Like you played yeah. like a, a shit in the bucket, dude. And I'm so glad Dolphins receipts got blocked by him by tweeting at him that we don't forget his, uh, you know, Jack Nichols Nicholson going gif of uh, of them signing Deshaun Watson while he was a player on the team, a teammate of Tua Tungalabailoa at the time. Like, fuck you, dude. Like yeah. get get fucked. Van Ginkle's so much better as a yeah. random white outside linebacker than you. You're terrible. Yeah, Vince Vince Beagle was on the team that got pounded collectively yeah, exactly. hundred to so 10. So I don't know what he's trying to do. Is he trying to like be like, you know, real Dolphins fans were fans then? If so, I mean, thanks. I get it. We all have been. Have you yeah. been around Dolphins social media? There's not a bunch of new people like coming out like, yeah, go Finn, Finn's up. You know, yeah. it's like we've been there, Vince. Thanks. Yeah. We don't need your help. We got this. Our generation of doll fandom, we all went through puberty together. Like we all understand what it was three years ago when we were losing those games. Vince Beagle, you were on the team during a rebuild rebuild year. Uh, that that really that's kind of what you were. You were there when we were trying to tank for people. So 
no, I don't think Vince Beagle gets to hop onto the uh, the the bandwagon no. at this point, especially considering he was the leader of the the the, the players on the team that didn't want Tua Tungabailoa to be the quarterback and instead wanted Deshaun Watson. How's that working out for Cleveland, Vince? Uh, by the way, maybe maybe you can get a, a job with the Cleveland Browns since you're a free agent and not working in the NFL anymore. All right, moving on. But you mentioned Van Ginkle. Uh, I'm going to go with this one. This comes from Alan Pupar at Pupar NFL. Uh, beat writer for the Miami Dolphins out of Canada. Fangio confirmed he reached out to Andrew Van Ginkle when he was a free agent to indicate he'd like to have him on this defense. Proved a wise decision for the Dolphins to resign him. Elite tweet or delete tweet? Andrew Van Ginkle being recruited by Vic Fangio. Yeah, elite tweet and elite coaching. Uh, way, way to know your roster. Way to know your scheme and the player that fits it. Somebody uh, tweeted out a video of Van Ginkle's block shedding and pursuit on a tackle for loss. I mean, that guy is just the epitome. This is a guy, Sam, we've talked about this before. That's the guy where everybody talks about Tyreek Hill. Everybody talks about Raheem Oster. Everybody talks about Tua. Everybody talks about Waddle. Everybody talks about Jalen Phillips and Chubb and Holland that like maybe only Dolphins fans know about. I know he's been shouted out in good morning football a couple times. Kyle Brandt likes him, but the ginks man, Van Ginkle's just one of those guys that every Super Bowl winning team has that has a, a great under the radar year that's been with the team for years. He is that story. He is that guy for us. And he his motor just you can't coach it. You cannot coach that motor. And I just I'm so glad Vic Vangio picked up that phone and, and did that because uh, he's been nothing short of exceptional for us. Andrew Van Ginkle is the Forrest Gump for the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Every significant event in that movie, Forrest Gump, just happened to be around there, right? And at some point you go, this can't be circumstance. This can't be happenstance, right? Every time a big play is happening on defense, you see those flowing locks of Andrew Van Ginkle around the ball, around the ball carrier. He's tipping balls at the line. He's sacking the quarterback. He's getting fumbles. He's making fumbles happen. He's, hap he's making it happen on special teams. He's getting touchdowns. He is the Forrest Gump of the Miami Dolphins. And I mean that in the nicest, most respectful yeah. way possible, Mr. Van Ginkle, because I don't want him to show up right here and be in my face as I talk about him and he thinks I'm talking shit. I am not. That guy is an absolute stud, and I'm happy he's here with the Miami Dolphins for the foreseeable future. He's almost on the level of how Eminem never mentioned the BC boys, even out of respect, because he didn't even want to give them the opportunity to perceive him as dissing them. Like Van Ginkle. No, you're OG, bro. You're you're legit. We love you here in Perfectville, and believe me, if we didn't, we would tell you. Like, yes, you you know that. I, he he probably knows that. So we love the Ginks, man. I, I love seeing him out there running around playing. Um, he does shit that doesn't even show up on the stat sheet, but he makes the guys around him better, and uh, he's he's a force to be reckoned with, man. And it's just like those Patriot teams that were winning in the 2000s that just had these random ass dudes showing up and balling out for him. Like that's what you need uh, as a complete football team. It is. So uh, speaking of complete football team, there was a guy out there here, Chris. Last one. We'll end on this one. Elite tweet or delete tweet. Michael Lombardi at M Lombardi NFL. You said that we are a complete team. He says Miami is a solid team, but not a 70 point team, nor are they good enough on defense to be invincible. Elite tweet or delete tweet from Mr. Lombardi. Well, the only thing you got going for you in football is that you're named after the Hall of Fame coach and, uh, trophy that we're trying to win and we're gonna win um honestly stupid fucking take he woke up yeah. trying to like 
be like, oh, I'm going to go against the grain here. Everyone is talking about this team. And honestly, if you have this offense, your defense can kind of suck a little bit uh, one game or another and give up 30, 40 points. If we gave up 40 points Sunday, Sam, we would have won by 30. Like, this guy can suck a tit, um, delete tweet completely, and delete your fucking whole X in Twitter, yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, the fact that you say that they're not a 70-point team when they are very quite it literally a 70-point team. Like, there's there's That's evidence what 70 of it. means. That's what 70 points in a game means. They're a 70-point team. What does that mean? It, it hurts my head, Chris. It, it is very much a delete tweet. I think Mike Lombardi is... Um, maybe regretting his decision to wake up and choose violence here this morning because it did not work in his favor. Uh, but that's okay, Chris, because uh, not everybody can be a winner like the 70 team Miami Dolphins. Um, anyway, you know what would have been great? It would have been great because we did actually finish the perfect season in uh, early 1973. If we'd kicked that field goal and had 73 points and we'd won it in 73, I think Mike McDaniel missed it. I think he missed. That was his bad that was the only coaching decision he did wrong against those Denver Broncos. All I'm going to say, Sam, is I agree with you. And it is also the 50-year anniversary of the 73 Super Bowl. So that would have been kind of cool. Plus, Sean Payton's a fucking cool. twat. Yeah. And also, let's not forget the fact that Sean Payton is a twat. That is true. That is 100% true. I, uh, I'd also like to point out, like, the defense isn't good enough. Okay. Well, we gave up 17 points to the New England Patriots at home on Sunday night football, and the defense gave up 13 points to the Denver Broncos, who coming into this game had more points per possession than any other team in football. So, yes, the score said 20, but seven of those came from special teams because we just sort of gave up. Like, we're like, yeah, go ahead, run that ball in. And <laughs> you we deserve a little bit of fun, I guess. Yeah, you <laughs> so, deserve I mean, a little fun. The, the defense isn't nearly as dominant as the offense is right now, clearly, but they're better than I think people are giving them credit for. That's how good the offense has been. That's well, just it. And I totally forgot we're both on screen right now as I did my little, hey, I need, I want to talk next. Um, get used to it. We gave you the break of the fourth wall a little bit in perfect bill. Um, but here's the thing, Sam, when the season starts, normally the defense is far ahead of the offense and the offense yeah. catches up. So if our offense is like this now, they're both going to get better. Like this is yeah. just, yeah, we're in a first year system with Vic Vangio. They're just only going to get better. It's really fucking scary, man, to think about. And we're not being, at this point, we're not being just biased offense. We've done this enough. You all have listened to this enough that we will tell you if we're like, hey, here comes the shit sandwich after the the sweet appetizer. Like, no, this feels different. It feels right. No, it is 100% different. And it is 100%. Like I said, I was speechless after that game. And that's not a good thing to be if you are paid to talk about football and you're like, I have no words. I am out of words. But that's how I felt it. And I have never felt this way. I think maybe since the wildcat game, Chris, mm -hmm. that's the last time I could remember feeling this way where I'm like, I am absolutely dumbfounded and gobsmacked at what I just saw. And even then that was a gimmick. This is not a gimmick. This is actually something no. that is sustainable. So it's, it's uh, maybe even better. And even like the, you know, the upcoming opponent who we're going about to talk about the bills coach came out and said, it's just what he's doing has never been done before. What McDaniel yeah. is doing, what this offense is doing. So um, it'd keep me up at night as a defense coach. I have no idea how I'd fucking stop it. I don't, I don't, well, let's talk about that because you're right. Let's done. We're done with elite tweet, delete tweet. We're done with the Denver Broncos for the foreseeable future. Let's talk about what is staring us in the face, Chris, and that is a trip on the road again, Western New York, Buffalo, and the Buffalo Bills. You know they're two and one. They're not quite undefeated like the Miami Dolphins, Piece but first shit. place is on the line. The Miami Dolphins are going to Buffalo, and I hate the Buffalo Bills. Do you hate the Buffalo Bills? 
Dude, I know you fucking do. Everybody that's listening to the show knows you hate the Buffalo Bills. Sam, we're cut from the same cloth, buddy. I fucking despise this team. And it's like the Patriots were the worst, and then they are done. And now the Bills just took right over and just fucking it's time. It's time for us to end it and turn this narrative yeah. back to, to back to our division. It's like the Joker and Batman. It's Superman and Lex Luthor. It is a comic book rival that will never end. The Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. I have a feeling we're going to be doing this for quite some time over and over and over again because we've been doing it since this freaking 1960s here, Chris, which means I have a lot of reasons to hate the Buffalo Bills. My most hated team in all of the NFL, the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to go first. I hate the Buffalo Bills. And one of the reasons why I hate the Buffalo Bills is the fact that we, meaning the Miami Dolphins, have not won in Buffalo since December 24th, 2016. And that was in overtime, 34-31. And we only got to overtime because a guy named Andrew Franks, that's right, remember Andrew Franks, kicked a 55-yard field goal to send it into overtime. This was when Adam Gase was our coach, ladies and gentlemen. This is how we got to the playoffs. That was the last time that the Miami Dolphins went up to Western New York and beat the Buffalo Bills. It has been far too long, far too long for the Miami Dolphins. They need to right this wrong. They need to get this monkey off their back. They need to get into Buffalo and dominate or at least squeak out. I'll take another 34-31 overtime win in Buffalo and put their stamp on this division, the AFC, and the NFL. Because if they win this game, they have a minimum two-game lead on everybody in the AFC East with the, with the schedule that starts to soften up after this week. So I hate the fact that it's been forever since we have won in Buffalo, Chris. To, to, to kind of put it into perspective, Sam, the last time we won in Buffalo, my son, Zach Thomas Cullen, was eight years old. Mm. He was eight. He wasn't even in middle school yet. He was in the middle of elementary school. This kid now, as we speak, as we record this, is a sophomore in high school and third in the county in rushing and varsity football. It's like that. he was eight years old. He was eight. He was a little baby. He just sat on my lap with losing teeth and shit. It's the last time we won, and we played them there every fucking year. So that is just an embarrassing stat. It has to change. Uh, Sam, what you said is correct. Like, if we win this game, um, we're 4 now. We have two divisional wins, four AFC victories. Boo, um, man. I mean, that could not be any better than how we would expect to do it. But, of course, the fourth game is in Buffalo, our kryptonite to the Superman, like you said. Sure. Uh, so the, it, it, until – I saw you say on Twitter or on our uh, fantasy chat, uh, until we win in Buffalo, Josh Allen is 8-2 and two against the Miami Dolphins, Tua, 1-4 and four against Buffalo. So – it, it, of course, we're underdogs. Even though we put up seventy last week, this is a whole another ball game. You're in, yep. you're in Buffalo. They're putting them, they're inbred selves through tables. Like it's, it's a whole another ball game. Uh, so, you said what you hated. You get two. I get one. Um, God, Sam, I, I hate to even bring this guy up. I hate it. Uh, oh no, Tasker. Mm. I fucking hate. Tasker from the fucking Buffalo Bills. His Steve stupid Tasker. fucking helmet is, is huge because the concussions back then weren't a thing. They're just like, you know, your bell was rung and they tell you to put some dirt on it. And he was like literally seeing three uh, Jim, uh, Jim Kelly's at the time. I, I hate Steve Tasker because he started it all. He started the Julian Edelman's. He started the West Walkers. He started the Amandola's of the world of just a special team's 
fuckface Nat. Honestly, we have him right now in a Braxton Berrios. I love him because he's on our team. I hate him on the Jets and any other team. I fucking hate Steve Tasker. He's a terrible announcer, too. The only reason he even gets clout or they know who he is is because he was on this insanely stacked Hall of Fame team with Thurman Thomas, Jim Kelly, fucking... Rod Smith and goddamn Bruce Smith. Like they're just insane. He got carried by his pubes through the nineties. And he's like somehow like loved in Buffalo for it. Like I fucking hate that guy. I, I hated him. And I hated the fact that like Don Beebe was on the team too. And I could never remember which one was, which, and which one had the weird funky helmet and which one was just an annoying little rat fuck running around on the field. But Don Beebe was the annoying little rat fuck running around on the field. Steve Tasker was the one with the double helmet. Uh, I don't think Rod Smith was on that team. Uh, Bruce Smith was on that team. Cornelius Bennett was on that team. Uh, Andre Reed was on that team. That's who was um, Andre Reed. James Lofton was on that team. I mean, I, 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 Kent Hull, who I believe was their center. <laughs> That's how much I hate the Buffalo Bills. I know everybody from that 90s K-Gun, Marv Levy nonsense offense because it just ruined my childhood year after year after year. I agree with you. I hate everybody involved with that franchise at that time. Um, I also hate people that are involved with the Buffalo Bills currently. Uh, there it is. There's a, if you guys aren't watching this right now, Ridiculous. we are looking at the Don Beebe double helmet. Or I'm sorry, the Steve Tasker. See, it happened again. This is why I hate them. Steve Tasker, double helmet. Um, so let's get into it. The third reason here, Chris, third reason I hate the Buffalo bills is the me. fact that people, when they talk about Josh Allen, talk about him as an elite quarterback. There is no question in anybody's mind on the national media about Josh Allen's ability, about Josh Allen's, uh, trajectory in this league and what he can do yet with Tua Tunga Bailoa, there is still, the narrative keeps changing, but still there are all these qualifiers. Well, well, can he hit the long ball? Yes, check mark. Yes, he can. Well, can he stay healthy? He's good. If he stays healthy, he's staying healthy. And now what is it? Well, he's got good coaches and good players, and it's the scheme. Anybody can play quarterback. Well, if that's true, then how come nobody else can do what Tua Tungabailoa is doing this season? So by comparison, Chris, Josh Allen in 2023, he has a QB rating of 90.3. Very good. Very respectable. Is it elite? Absolutely not. 728 yards passing, five touchdowns, three interceptions, 72% completion percentage. That's a pretty good completion percentage. But five touchdowns, three interceptions, 723 yards through three games. Oh, by the way, two and one, lost to the Jets. And not the Aaron Rodgers Jets, the Zach Wilson Jets. Okay. By comparison, Tua Tungabailoa, QB rating of 121.9, 1,024 yards passing, eight touchdowns, Two interceptions, 71% completion percentage. Same completion percentage with almost the same amount of passes by both of them. 30 points higher, 31 points higher when it comes to QB rating. 300 more yards passing and three additional touchdowns with one less interception. Tell me where the lie is. Tua Tungabailoa is better than Josh Allen, and everybody knows it, but they're afraid to admit it because once they admit it, it becomes truth for them. Josh Allen is a very good quarterback. Tua Tungabailoa is an elite quarterback. And I hate the fact that nobody is saying that other than me and possibly this guy over here. Yeah. Hi. So <laughs> I am going to say that. So Tua was this same quarterback when healthy last year. He was like playing out of his fucking mind. Literally the same exact stats. Literally the same stats in three games. But he even looks better. Like I know the stats are there. Honestly, he didn't play what nine, ten minutes of the game on Sunday because we Good didn't point. we didn't need you to uh, go ahead and sit down. Like we didn't need you. He is elite, and Josh Allen is elite, and it's okay to say both. 
But we're sitting here and they're still talking about Tua and they're still talking about if he stays healthy. Are they saying that about Joe Burrow? Mm. Like, are they saying like that about Joe Burrow? Sounds about white. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, why is Tua being judged any differently than these kind of quarterbacks? And I will point to one thing and one thing only, and it's this. There's no reason to hate this guy. He's nice. He's sweet. He's married with a kid. Like, he fucking does charitable events and interviews to everyone that asks, signs autographs. He's never done a suck it sign like Baker Mayfield or grabbed his balls or whatever. I, I, I don't get it. I literally don't get it. It has to be one thing and one thing only. He's different. And people just are afraid of different. And it's just is annoying. And until he literally wins a Super Bowl, I don't think like anybody's going to change that narrative that's already got it. Well, I mean, some people are changing their narrative, but it's very few. I mean, people were comparing him to Joe Montana this past weekend, that which was fucking, is very that was Boomer Sison. That it said was that. Boomer Sison, which bothered me because I don't like Boomer Sison. I, I, and I don't want to like Boomer Sison. His name's you know? fucking Boomer. Like, stupid. Who, God, imagine yeah. yelling that out in sex. Oh, Boomer, no. <laughs> Boomer, Boomer, Boomy. <laughs> I feel like a lot of uh, Texas fans do not do that. Or maybe they do behind closed doors. Who knows? But maybe they're saying Jim Ross sooner. is like, by God. Boomer sooner, one hundred percent. So, you know, the other thing about this game that I think is very impressive is that the Miami Dolphins coming into this game against the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills do have a very good defense. Uh, it is going to be strength on strength. Miami Dolphins offense, Buffalo Bills defense. The Miami Dolphins are so balanced right now, Chris. Forty-seven percent of all of their plays are run plays. That was not the wow. case last year. Through, through no, uh, not at this. all. And if you look at last year in December, we lost that game, of course. But Raheem Mostert, who was ten pounds lighter in terms of muscle, was running all over the Buffalo Bills. 17 carries for 130-some-odd yards, angry runs, knocking them down, mowing them down. He can still run past them, and he can still run through them. And not only him, but you have Devon Achan out there, or a chain, or I don't know how to say his name anymore. He, we, he have to, we have to relearn it, because a chain yeah. was perfect. Now yes. it's A-Chan. And I just Ugh. think like 4-Chan. Yeah. That's the only way I can think of it. Yeah, it's, it's A-chan. A-Chan. And my wife had a great point. You had one good game. Like yeah. I don't think he can pull a Patrick Sertan right now mm-hmm. and tell us how to – his name is spelled A-Chain. Like, yeah. I, if we keep getting that, I love you, guy. Just keep doing what you're doing, and then we'll easily call you A-Chan. But that's going to that's gonna take some time. That's gonna take I mean, some you time. Score, score four touchdowns and run for 200 yards against the Buffalo Bills. I'll call you whatever you want and put a mister in front of it. <laughs> Boomer. <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a fun game against the Buffalo Bills. I mean, uh, I don't want to take too much away from the Buffalo Bills. Yes, I hate them. Yes, Chris hates them. Yes, all the citizens perfect will hate them. But they are a good team. And if they win, which historically speaking, they're favored to. I think they're uh, minus two and a half right now on Bet Online. They will be in first place, and the Miami Dolphins will be in second place, and we'll have to hear about it forever. So they cannot win, Chris. We got to figure out a way to make them not win this game. If the Miami Dolphins win, they'll have a two game lead minimum on all people in the AFC East. They would have two and a half on the Patriots, and really two and a half on the Buffalo Bills because you beat them head to head. And then you get into uh, the part of your season that's considered soft. So the Miami Dolphins could really start racking up some wins here, especially over the next couple of weeks. So the Miami Dolphins uh, going to Buffalo. There's a couple of things that we need to do. A, Chris, we need to come up with our score. We have to figure out what the final score is going to be. Are they going to win or not? But I'm going to give a shout out to a guy who I hate giving shout outs to. But Uh he actually legit has given this show so much material. And he almost killed us. He almost pickled our liver last week because we came up with the Denver Broncos-Miami Dolphins drinking bingo game. Drinko, if you will. And uh, Mr. Raced 
turned it into reality and I want him to do it again. It is now going to be something that we do on this show. So before we get to the final score prediction of the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins, let's start filling up some squares here. What is the drinking game? What does the bingo card look like for the Miami Dolphins and Buffalo Bills on Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific? Why don't you go first? What's the first bingo card going to say? What's the first little tab? You see a video montage of Dan Marino versus Jim Kelly, and then one of Josh Allen of Tua Tonga Vailoa. You drink. You drink. There you go. Okay. How about anything showing Don Shula and Marv Levy embracing, hugging on either sideline? Starter, you, starter jackets. Starter jackets. Pro player. Absolutely. <laughs> you drink. That's good. That's good. Um, showing highlights of Josh Allen losing to the Jets and his promo is his press conference after saying he needs to be better drink all right if they show uh Tua Tungavailoa being hit and falling last year in the first game and then getting back up you drink I was just gonna say that you piece of shit uh <laughs> um <laughs> oh man you should Mike McDaniel and Steve McDermott shaking hands at midfield from previous games drink all right. What about, uh, let's see here. How about, because we're almost to that point here. How about if they start showing how many miles the Miami Dolphins have already traveled this year? I don't think that's going to show up until after the Germany game, but they may show because this is their third road game out of four. How many miles have the Miami Dolphins traveled so far this season? If so, drink. Shout out to uh, my friend and uh someone i coach rugby with dave corsi he is a broncos fan and he took that like a like a fucking champ this weekend he's just been memeing me all to death of the dolphins losing and then he got in a random conversation with me about uh how high air force's stadium is as far as ground level the sea level and i went I don't get it. And he goes, wow, do I listen to your podcast more than you do? And I was like, fuck, you listen to my podcast? So shout out to Dave for listening. And then I was like, fuck you. We don't want to see that graphic. So that is hilarious. Shout out to Dave for that. Um, he probably won't listen again. We're not playing the Broncos. So um, anyway, it's still a cool story. If they show a piece of shit Buffalo Bill fan jumping through a fucking table, you mm. drink. There you go. If they show a Buffalo Bill fan who is uh, wildly out of shape and has body paint in places where them. body paint should not be. We're getting drunk. <laughs> Drink. All right. I got one. And this is actually makes me really actually upset. I should have. Fuck Steve Tasker. I should have used this. And my wife's in the other room. She's going to laugh. There is nothing worse in the fucking NFL fandom than the gigantic piece of shit looking Buffalo wing hats mm. that these fucking loser fans in Buffalo wear that look like literal fucking orange turds are on their head because they're drums, not flats, which are fucking that's bullshit. And they wear Buffalo wing hats. Like if you see any of those guys on your screen on Sunday from one to four, you drink because they're going to show them and they wear them proudly. And it's the dumbest hat I've ever seen in my life. Like just fucking absolute who approved that drink. That's, that's a good one. All right. How about this? <clears throat> because it actually didn't happen at the last game, although they did talk about it. If there is a graphic showing the top five running with the ball, top speed 
or anything to do oh, with yeah. the Miami Dolphins being fast, you have to drink. You just have to. And you have to drink it faster than when the actual graphic gets off the screen itself. You have to caveat. drink it at 22 miles per hour. That's so it. you're shotgunning beers, basically. You're Ricky Mostering beers. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Sam, there's so many that we can do when it comes to this. If you see Brian Cox, a picture Ooh. of him flipping off the crowd, you drink. That's a good one. Let's end on that one because I want everyone thinking of the visual of the two middle fingers, the double bird. Appropriate that you're wearing that Austin 316 t-shirt because uh, Brian yeah. Cox, Stone Cold Brian Cox, walking it back, telling everybody that they're number one, showing everybody what their IQ is in Western New York. All right, Chris. So we've talked about how much we've hate the Buffalo Bills. We've talked about what happened against the Denver Broncos. We did a lead tweet. We did delete tweet. Uh, we talked a little bit about the bingo slash drinking game that's going to happen. It's time for it. It's time for the main event. What is the final score between your 3-0, 70-point scoring Miami Dolphins against the 2-1, legit defense at home, really don't lose to the Miami Dolphins at home, Buffalo Bills. What is the final score? Who wins? Who loses? Are we happy or are we sad Dolphins come Sunday evening? I made it a point coming into the season to be as realistic as possible when it comes to my thoughts on the game. I don't want to get too overly excited that we won and put up 70 points last week. That's obviously not sustainable, but it is a eye opener that our offense can, what they can do um, and different facets, different players scoring. However, Buffalo is giving up, I think 15 points a game. Like their defense is really good. Uh, Milano has our number. Um, I mean, they just really – the home crowd is going to be nuts. Once you get to a certain, like, win percentage, 3-0, I guess, being it, everyone wants to beat you because you're the first loss. Uh, Buffalo's coming in wanting to uh, – shut the fuck up. Dolphins win 90-10, to 10, motherfucker! 90-10. to 10. And he has embraced his inner stone cold, ladies and gentlemen. Christopher Cullen doing the Brian Cox impression, slamming a beer. Slamming it against his head. 90 to 10. You know, that sounds like a ridiculous prediction, but given what the Miami Dolphins can do on offense last week, it it, uh, it could be a reality. Look, um, here's the problem. The last three times the Miami Dolphins have been 3-0, and we started buying into the hype. We started saying, this is our year. We've turned a corner. We have a winning culture now. We have the right coach. And then we go and get mollywopped by somebody week four for some reason or another. Last year was the Cincinnati Bengals after Tua Tungabailoa got hurt. Uh, the last time before that, I think we went on a losing streak of three or four in a row and just completely erased and face washed out that 3-0 start. Historically speaking, the Miami Dolphins do not win in Buffalo. Like we talked about, it was December 24th, 2016, the last time Miami was able to accomplish this. And even that took overtime and a field goal. All things are pointing for the Miami Dolphins to go in and walk out three and one, which by the way, prior to the season, if we came through this four game stretch three and one, we'd be happy at this point. We would not be happy. We'd be very disappointed, but as a fan, a lifelong fan of this team, and now somebody who covers this team and watches them daily and talks about them weekly and has a complete lifestyle based around 
football and the Miami Dolphins. I cannot let it stand, and I will not stand by and say that this team is going to lose to the Buffalo Bills again. This is a different ball game. Tua Tungavailo has already come out and said he has not had so much fun playing football since his time at Alabama, which, by the way, they were so good then that he was literally having the wide receivers play rock, paper, scissors to see who was going to score next. Oh now, God. that's that's a true story. They all wanted the ball, and he's like, you guys, Rochambeau for it, and whoever wins, I'll throw you the ball, and then boom, another touchdown. Now, they aren't doing that, but they're like, which celebration should we have when we score on this next play? I mean, that's the level that this Miami Dolphins offense is playing at. They're cocky, they're confident, they're good, and they're going to go into Buffalo, and they're going to prove it yet again. And all the doubters will have nothing left to say after the Miami Dolphins walk out of Buffalo four and oh, not oh for four, like a certain Super Bowl team that went there four times and lost every single time, but four and oh. Because the Miami Dolphins are going to score more than 16 points in this game. I have them dropping a 30 burger. I'm going to go 35 to 21. No field goals, just touchdowns. 35 21, Miami Dolphins, Buffalo Bills. Tua goes for 303. Raheem gets himself a touchdown and over 100 yards. And the Miami Dolphins do a little conga line back to Miami, week five, with a two game lead in the AFC East. Oh, hell yeah. With that being said, Chris, anything else you'd like to say or talk about before we get out of this very special episode of Welcome to Perfectville? Fuck Buffalo. All right. Well, on that, on behalf of the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer, of course, my name, Sam Marcu, and all of the Believe, brought to you by betonline.ag. The only thing left to say is goodbye from Perfectville. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.